and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 193, and today we are talking about a topic we have discussed on and off the show for quite some time, but haven't actually talked about it. So today we are going to be talking about the Great Firewall of China. For those of you who don't know what that means, uh, stay tuned. But the quick and dirty is it is uh, the way that the uh, internet is blocked in China uh, by a great firewall. Uh, so we're going to talk about some websites you can and cannot access while you live in China. Uh, and I've got plenty of firsthand experience that we're going to be talking about today. All of the, uh, the happiness and sadness associated with uh, the Great Wall of China. So stay tuned. We're going to bring that to you. I'm curious to hear what my partner in crime has to say today. So without further ado, my good buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Sup, dude? I'm I'm curious about this happiness part of it. I don't, don't understand how that could come in, but if you'll you find say out, so, you'll find I'll out. I'll believe you. I'll believe you. Uh, for now, please spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram on Translatable Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Spread a little love. Translatable one, the number one. I just retweeted today a picture of um, some guy named, I think, Science Mike or something that we follow. And he had a picture of the moon. Or excuse me, he had a picture of Pluto from 1994. Mm -hmm. And he had a picture of Pluto from 2018. And one looked like... Um, you know, times a thousand zoom on a on a portable camera, and right. the other one, you know, looked like you were like at it. It was amazing. You're, right. Um, you can also please <laughs> give us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we would highly appreciate it. You know, we're 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 an essential worker, and the least you could do is give us five star reviews. That's we're not true. essential workers. I don't, I don't like. I don't want that to be essential podcasters, though. I would say yeah, that's Jared. true. I would you say that. yes. We are essential podcasters. Um, people rely on us, and if we're not there, it gets it gets it gets scary in the world. I'm I not mean, gonna where, lie. Where will they get their untranslatables? I mean, other than untranslatable.co, which is a fantastic website. Mm. Shout out, but not quite the same as us. Uh, yeah. Translating the untranslatable for you live mm. at your couch, desk, bed, or wherever Listen, you may be. We love untranslatable co, but not everything can be explained in a meme. Okay, there I said. That's, it. Whoa, shots fired, Jared. Watch, <laughs> I'm trying to get Amran's back on the show, Jared. Don't be, don't be, don't be Ooh. giving her any bad blood. Um, I, do so, you do you see my glass though, buddy? I figured I would bring this out of the uh, old oh, cabinet. Yeah, I do it's see hard to that. see with wow. the, the pink, but this is a glass Jared gifted me. When Jared came back from Philly, it's mm -hmm. got uh, Ben Franklin on it. For those of you who don't know, he was not ever a president of the United States. A little fun who fact. Who said he was? Some people think that. A lot of people uh, okay. think he was He was a president. He I was mean, not. he's popular around that time, and he's one of right. the founding fathers, right? Oh, for sure. Very important <laughs> yeah. figure. Um, but yeah. So yeah, happy to bust this bad boy out and stay hydrated. Uh, wow. Well, uh, I love it. I love it. Man, this is the one time I'm not wearing a piece of clothing you gave me. Um, not, yeah, <laughs> I was looking. I was like, "All right, I know where's, I can." I, where's the can, Jimmy Hendrix some shirt? Where back is it? Somewhere in here, right? But no, I've actually been wearing a lot of my own clothes recently. Not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so, um, how's your quarantine going? By the way, I was just going to ask you the same thing. Uh, it's been going fantastic. I've been uh, playing lots and lots of guitar. Uh, mm. My fingers are actually holding up pretty well, so that's good. Uh, yeah, trying to write good. some new music for the pod. I have a couple interesting jams in the works. Um, so, so stay tuned, people, for that. Uh, I'm excited uh, to be, you know, writing music again and kind of fiddling around on my uh, on the old Garage Band. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much it, man. Nothing too exciting. Um, yeah, what about you? Um, I'm getting to the point where I feel like I am going to the grocery store. And doing like a large haul of groceries and being like, I have nothing to have for dinner. And I don't think it might, maybe it's not, it's nothing to have for dinner, but it's like, I need, I need some variety in my life or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I need to go outside. But, well, I think, I think the thing is, dude, it's just the repetition of yes. eating at home all the time. Yes. You know, it, it really is. Um, and yeah, home cooked this, meals this are amazing, like, but yeah. It seems like a weird thing to complain about, but I do feel That's like true. it's like I, it goes in waves of like uh, slight insanity to like, oh, this isn't that bad. Right. And uh, I think I might be on an insanity stretch, although I do 
uh, recommended by my girlfriend. Uh, my well, our trip to uh, Europe was supposed to be happening soon. Yep, but what, uh, in a couple weeks, right? Uh, uh, Two yeah, or three like weeks, a week and a half. Right? A week and a yeah. half. It was yeah. the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not happening. Obviously, the flight got canceled, and so um, she did though say that even though we're not going, we should still take a vacation. Are there any um, commercial flights out of the U.S. right now? And right now, dude, I just the, saw something on Twitter listening. today. I just saw a picture on Twitter today of a full flight, uh, or really, rel- essentially okay. full flight. Um, and some people had masks on, some people didn't. Um, Everybody should be wearing masks. Just saying, flights that out are there. Flights are still happening, okay. just not at a um, not nowhere close to the rate of before. Obviously, right? Gotcha. But yeah, there are still flights, I believe. Um, let's yeah, hold on. I want to see. Now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I have to turn off my ad blocker. It's not working. Fl- flights are happening though. You know, I, I've been trying though. I, it's I I don't I don't I don't really subscribe to that whole. Uh, I'm not going to look at coronavirus news because what 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 what, mm-hmm. what 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 is how is that even just possible? Just not watch the news. Yeah, it's not doable. But I am trying to look at it from different aspects. And something that I found on um, Reader's Digest. Have you heard of Reader's Digest? I have. Them I used like, to get it as a kid all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen one since uh, 63. 1990. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but they still have a website. And they still put articles mm-hmm. out and stuff. And I found this one, and it was 12 past ways. 12, 12 past epidemics. Uh, 12. Hold on. 12 ways past epidemics changed everyday life in America. So, you know, Ooh. we're thinking about all the... And it really got me thinking, too. Because, you know, I hear about people talking about, like, oh, I'm never going to shake hands again. And after I looked through this list, I'm like, you probably are going to. Like, like Eventually, I don't think stuff probably, like that's going to yeah. go away. I don't think... Um, but but it, I, I did... I was interested... It was interesting to see how things have changed. For example, white tile and linoleum, that sort mm-hmm. of fake tile looking stuff became popular in houses the widespread acceptance of germ theory in the late 19th and 20th century resulted in the shift in interior design so because of like it was it was perceived to be easier to keep clean mm. um and it was Makes used sense. in both like uh like hospitals and, and public homes and before that there were a lot of um wooden floors and um it was just not considered to be as clean. And so they say that common sense uh, dictates that it's easier to clean this stuff and that um, it's easier to see uh, clean spots, too, on uh, lighter surfaces. So it's easier right. to see when it's clean versus dirty is another thing. So I found that interesting. Another one, uh, tubercul- because of tuberculosis, that's why uh, mm-hmm. that changed makeup trends. There was something in the uh, mid-1800s called consumptive chic. And it was uh, based off of the um, makeup women would put on to cover up their consumption, which is uh, when your face starts to, what, eat away at itself or something like that? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm the wrong guy to ask about makeup, Jared. That's for sure. Homes are being built with closets. If you've been inside any house, you know it's always closets, blah, blah, blah. Um, But um, Closets uh, to me make sense. Yeah, that makes sense too. That I feel makes like sense you need, me, yeah. especially if it's going to be used to keep, like, um, say, like a spot for trash or something like that. Especially sure. in a house where you don't really have um, hygiene, you know, many mm-hmm. many years ago. Um, so yeah, some other ones are kind of sad. Immigrant screening became more thorough. I guess that's okay. Right. Oh, digging graves—that's where six feet deep came. Six feet deep came from. Really? It came from. Uh, yeah, it came during an outbreak of some plague in um, the sixteenth, sixteen hundreds in England. Fun, fun fact, Jared. I think you know this one, and this is a bit dark, but I know uh, in Vienna at least, uh, where they call uh, "Am Graben." Uh, that's they have a bunch of bodies buried right by the cathedral uh, Stephansdom downtown Vienna, um, mm-hmm. because way 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 back in the day, like I'm this is gotta be what like between the 14th to 16th or 17th century, they really believed that if you died of, especially of the plague, you needed to be buried as close to the church or cathedral as possible. That seems like a terrible idea. I don't yeah. understand the uh, <laughs> logic behind that. Well, that's a, but, that's um, not a logical thing. It's a it's a it's a spiritual thing. You know, that's true. 
One that caught my attention, though, was mm-hmm. that second bathroom started being added to homes, which also makes sense. Does that mean a poop bathroom? Um, a poop bathroom? I don't know if it's a poop bathroom. Yeah, just one that's, you know, one you just go number two in, no, you know? It's not no. a thing? No. I, be, no, because you want to be able to... <laughs> because you want to... <laughs> You want to be able to poop in both bathrooms. What if both people need to poop at the True. same time because of some good point, Jared. Good uh, point. Outbreak of of cholera or terrible food. <laughs> when new sure. homes were first designed, to, let's see if it is a poop bathroom. Maybe it is. When new homes were first designed to include indoor plumbing, there were typically one bathroom for uh, the entire family located on the second floor of the house. Mm. Uh, near the bedrooms. But as infectious diseases like tuberculosis and influenza became increasingly problematic, some homeowners decided to install a second ho- half bathroom. Half bathroom. Oh, half That's the bath. bathroom there without the uh, just the toilet. Without the uh, yeah. sink and well, excuse me, without the uh, bathtub is what I meant to bathtub say. Or shower. And shower, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that, uh, um, and so um, at this point, most homes had uh, daily deliveries of. Coal and ice, meaning that the delivery people were not only entering your home, but also your neighbor's homes, potentially bringing germs with them. The iceman is coming right into your kitchen. And if the iceman needs to use the bathroom, you don't want him to use your family bathroom, right? Explained. So the half bath made perfect sense for... Interesting. Get out of here, iceman. Yeah, yeah. You'll be spreading your germs. Here's the deal, though. We had, I've, I've lived in as a, throughout my, my childhood and life, I've lived in multiple houses with half, uh, half baths and full baths. Mm-hmm. And I use the half bath all the time. Like if, like, because like, say if you're downstairs, oh, I'm gonna walk all the way upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Granted, mm-hmm. I never was really that concerned about tuberculosis. I bet you. Mm-hmm. This toilet paper scare will bring about. I I, I wonder. Do you if think the bidets toilet paper will be scare, more popular? Not only bidets being more popular to be bought because that's happening in the short term mm-hmm. at least, but I think maybe more houses maybe will be in, like will be built with bidets <sighs> right. already built in them. Yeah, so not be. these sort of ones you connect to your toilet aftermarket style. Right. I, I, I'd I be interested say this, to see if though, we see Jared, more land. I will say this though, based on personal experience. Those uh, Totoro uh, Japanese toilets. Oh, yeah. With the heated seats and with the little jet stream that shoots up. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think I told I, you I, my first my first week in Beijing, the hotel I stayed at had those toilets. Um, yeah. Awesome. And they're pretty common, aren't they? In, Ch- um, in Japan, at least, aren't in they? In Japan, and maybe. In Korea as well, I think. I think Could be. Like, uh, those high-tech toilets are way more common. Only the uh, super swanky hotels in China that I that I okay. was at for work had those. Um, I so, was under yeah. the impression that they're fairly common in Korea and Japan at least. Mm. Um, so I, and I did I tell you I have a, a bidet coming to my house, one of those aftermarket bidets coming. Really interesting. Yeah. Now we bought it like a, literally a month ago almost, but they claim yeah. that they're back. They're and they're on back order. That's why it's taking so long. I wonder long. why. Hmm. And uh, today is the twenty seventh of April. And they claim that uh, it'll get here by the, or excuse me, it'll ship out before uh, the beginning of May. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, we are getting low on toilet paper. Just throwing it out there. A lot of poop talk so far. I did not expect this. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so I'm really hoping this thing comes quick, but I'm excited is really all I'm getting at. Uh, vaccines were developed. That's obvious. Um also affect in, uh, affected facial hair trends for men. Tuberculosis. Yep. Did you shave, by the way? It looks like you uh, shaved. I trimmed recently. it, yeah. Trimmed it up. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. that. Uh, good, because the losis won't get you. The coolosis won't get you. Cool- uh, what is that? The tu- tuberculosis. That's oh. what the, you know, like Rona. L- losis. <laughs> the losis. <laughs> the losis. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> the losis didn't only affect uh, women's beauty and uh, fashion, also impacted men's grooming, uh, uh, like their beards. Around the turn of the century, beards were all the rage, but once doctors and the public better understood how germ theory worked and how infectious disease spread, beards became a major public health target. In 1901, so kind of like in, 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 in 1901, 
having a beard was kind of like someone going out now without a face mask or something. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what are you, an idiot? Scandalous. <laughs> Scandalous. In 1901, William H. Park, a doctor at the New York Board of Health, banned milk delivery men from having beards, specifying that there is a real menace to the milk if the dairyman is... If the dairyman... Hey, dairyman is bearded because he may have tuberculosis and the dried sputum may accumulate on his beard and drop from it into the milk. That's disgusting. Tasty. Anyway, should we spread some love? Yeah, dude. Oh, shoot. What happened to my soundboard? Spread Uh-oh. love. There we go. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's illegal to give shout outs before the uh, spread a little love <laughs> drop. Uh, actually, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Anyways, my first shout out goes out to the Belgian government. Uh, you know, Jared, as we've talked about in probably more than one episode, it's difficult to find shout outs that aren't Rona related. Sure. Uh, And this one is Rona related, but I think it is a good shout out. So nonetheless, I think it's worth saying. Uh, And the Belgian government has pledged free face masks for everyone as a part of its COVID-19 lockdown Mm. exit strategy. Uh, I think this is is a, a great idea. Uh, so every Belgian citizen will receive a free fabric face mask. I wish there was a different word for mask that started with an F so we can continue that alliteration of free fabric face, um, fortitude. No, anyways, free (laughs) fabric face mask, fortress, (laughs) uh, as a part of the exit strategy (laughs) from the country's coronavirus lockdown. Um, so actually some of the first businesses to reopen will be haberdasheries, which is a store for what, Jared? Hats for hats and Why fabric is that the stores. First place to open and fabric stores will be oh, okay. open. Uh, they will reopen on May fourth, while other businesses have to wait till May eleventh. And I will say this, Jared, I have been seeing lots of advertisements online for companies in Michigan starting to reopen sometime in May, which is mm. a good sign. But we need to be careful and we need to take precautions. And I think Belgium is doing a great job uh, by doing this because look, if you ensure every citizen has a mask. There is no excuse. There really isn't. Now, sure. there will be people who won't wear it out of protest or what have you. Um, I don't have a lot of kind words for those people, but uh, at least the government in Belgium is trying to do something about it. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You betcha. And I saw, and I love that it's um, uh, cloth masks too, because uh-huh. I've seen in um, maybe Spain, I believe it was, in subway systems, they were handing out mm-hmm. masks, but one, they were like the, um, they were like the paper one, so they're not really reusable. Mm-hmm. And right. um, also, and whenever I watched yeah. them handing them out, I'm like, I get that you're handing them out and this is good, but most of these people don't like 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 how do we these but they're like handing them out all day to people and so their hands are touching it right. and you put it on your face it feels weird to me you might have so the rona I, on that uh yeah it was like how do i know this mass is another rona on it I, some people i saw didn't right. even have like gloves on or anything but then i thought even if you had gloves you're still going back and forth with yep. people all day yep. and so it made me think That's, and so i was just like is this i don't want to put that on my face i thought that's the but funny the thing about is, gloves makes sense. you could take it home and wash it Right. That's the funny thing about gloves, Jared, is I see so many people right now wearing gloves and some people are, are like applauding people for wearing gloves. Yeah. And it's like if you're touching everything with those gloves, including your face and your eyes and your mouth, doesn't really matter whether or not you're wearing gloves. I've um, seen funny, funny pictures of like people smoking a cigarette with the gloves yep or like like lifting up their mask to smoke a cigarette (laughs) i've seen one of a guy lifting his mask to he had his whole hand down a thing of crackers he was in line (laughs) at a grocery store eating crackers oh my god like oh Uh, unreal i have one more shout out though jared one more and this is super awesome uh and this goes out to uh two students from uh, Florida State University who have created a map of kindness to spread positivity during the pandemic. Uh, So in Tallahassee, Florida, two students at Florida State are sharing, excuse me, positivity with a world negatively impacted by COVID-19. Students Gabby Cintron and Vanita Akula from FSU College of Medicine have created the website and Google this for me, Jared, Kindness Amid the Coronavirus. Uh, I've taken a, a little, a quick look at the site. I think it's absolutely fantastic. They had this idea to create a centralized location where we can start seeing more good news. Uh, 
So I think this is awesome. I mean, this is kind of like what we try to do with shout outs here at the Untranslatable Podcast, uh, and they have just done it in a different way uh, via a website. I think it's super awesome to see all of the stories of kindness uh, and good things people are doing for one another around the world. Uh, it's super awesome. The one thing I will say, though, is there. I think there is definitely way more uh, acts, of, acts of kindness in North America and Europe uh, and South Africa, I think the reason for this is not that people in South America and other parts of Asia and Africa aren't doing kind things right now. I think it's because these tend to be where people are uh, posting stuff. I think it would be cool to get something like this where they also had it so the website would be in Spanish um, mm. so we could cover South America. Also, you know, French, there are a lot of African countries where French... Now, hold on a uh -huh. second. Is this a website? Yeah. Oh, what is, what's it called? Because it's not called Kindness Amid the Coronavirus, is it? Yes. Kindness, literally kindness, a dash, amid-coronavirus.com. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't put in the dash. That's my bad. That's my fault. Okay. But That's it's really long cool to see. Amid-the-coronavirus. No, no, the just oh. kindness dash amid dash coronavirus dot com. Because if you, oh, okay, yes, I see. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow, yes. Well, also, it's. I wonder. Well, this might be. I wonder if like people in China do they have access to this website? Uh, well, fun fact, Jared. Little teaser for later. There is a website that you can go to. Uh, let me see if I can find the URL for you. Uh, compareittech.com. Okay, th this is a long URL. I'm going to just copy paste this to you. But this is a way to test if a site is blocked in China. Um, I didn't know about this before I left. I wish I would have known um, just because then it would have, you know, changed. Um, you know, there, there were even a couple websites. I don't remember specifically which. But there were a few websites I used to get teaching materials that loaded either very slowly or didn't really work very well in China. But I sent it to you, Jared. So test if any site Thank is blocked you. in China and learn how to access it. And we will be talking about how to access it uh, in a little bit. So stay tuned, people. But now, yeah. Jared, I think you know what time it is. It's time for those untranslatables, people. That's right. This is the owl. It's time for the untranslatables. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> You're a little feisty there today, Jared. Mind if I get Sorry. us started? Please. All right, my first one is Danish for you, and it's Jeg har det som blommen i et egg, which means, do you know, Jared? Jeg, no. I feel like an egg yolk. See, that's interesting, because I thought Jeg might be I, mm. but I'm like, I'm not even going to guess, because what do I know, you know? Mm -hmm. um, my eggs feel like an I yolk? No, I feel like an egg yolk. Oh, I feel like, oh yeah, mine didn't make any sense. I feel like an egg yolk. Mm -hmm. I feel like an egg yolk. Like an egg yolk. You know, Jared. No, it's like you're uh -huh. exhausted or it's nope. like, nope. like I'm nope. dead. Nope. Runny. Nope. I feel runny. Nope. nope. Huh. So, Jared. Like an egg yolk. You know, we've been on quarantine for a while now. And uh, some days are good. Some days are bad. But, you know, days when I really feel like an egg yolk is when I have my comfy robe on. I can listen to some good Jimi Hendrix. Have a mm. tasty meal. Uh, you know, that's really when I feel like an egg yolk. It's like you feel real chill, like relaxed, real, very calm. You feel comfortable. Comfortable Zen. and okay. fulfilled. Yeah. Ah, okay. I would say some of those adjectives you gave us fall under that category, I would say. Okay. I'd give you a little baby ham horn. Uh, yeah, I still haven't figured out how to, <laughs> how to do a baby ham. I mean, I can make it kind of like not as loud, but that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty funny. Just in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Like one guy. Right. In the back. Just phone. <laughs> Uh, it's like, it's like a, like a slow clap that doesn't get started. Right. Uh, my, uh. First, untranslatable is Spanish, specifically from Argenti Argentina. Argentina? Argentina. 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 Listen, I haven't been outside in a long Cabron. time, people, okay? That's what I blame that on. Argentina. Uh, atar con alambre. Do you know any of those words? With. I mean, you know one con of them. is with. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 
To tie with wire. To tie with wire. To tie with wire. Is this a negative or a positive untranslatable? It's neither. Neither. Although I will say, now it's neither. It's 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 an action more. But give I will me, give say, me, give me a clue. I I have no no idea where to begin with this one. Um, let's say, <clears throat> let's say you and I went on a um, a our twenty mile bike ride, and inevitably, mm-hmm. within about two miles, your uh, your BMX pops a tire, mm. um, and you're like, oh, you're like, oh man. I gotta walk this thing back, and I'm like, "Well, no, I have, um, I, I, I have some stuff in my backpack. I think we can, I can, we can tie this with a wire." Oh, you can just fix it up. You can solve a problem. But yes, but make it work. We, make it like make do. We with have. What you got. Uh, did you know we have? Um, we have. What would you say in, in English? Like, like you don't really have the right tools, you know. But, You're you, making but the, you can make making do. the best of what you got. Mm. No, you're right. No, you're right. That is what it is. But I'm saying okay. we have like a phrase what, for what's it our here. phrase? Uh, to Jerry rig. Have oh, you heard of that? Yeah. Or Jerry MacGyver. Rig. Or MacGyver. MacGyver. Or something. Well, that's from a TV show. But did yeah. you know that there's also another one? Not instead of Jerry rig. They uh, what is it? Mostly people from Jared the south. Rig? Probably. No, they say N word rig. <laughs> That's a popular one too. What really? Yeah, you've never heard that thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course, I'm yeah. not. Really? Yeah, you need to get out more. Well, no, you don't. I guess you don't <laughs> yeah, really. I'm, you're fine well, without there, that Those are fighting words right now. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, yeah. It's good that you <laughs> get don't know outside. What it is. And if I've no, it's yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, very mean people say that. That's mm. you know. Okay. Well, Jared, I figured since we are talking about China today. I would uh, brush up on my terrible Chinese and give us some uh, Chinese untranslatables. Uh, Chad, it's not terrible. It's more mama hoo hoo. That's true. It's just so so, by the way. It it is just (laughs) so so. All right. My first one uh, is uh, Chinese, as I said, and it is chu chu, which means eat vinegar. Is it like eat vinegar? Like piss off? Uh, well, you're pissed off for a reason. So, so I'll give no, you. No, is it telling someone to piss off? Is what I'm saying. No. Like saying, no. "Hey, get out of here. No. Eat no, vinegar." Eat... So, for example, Jared. Eat uh, vinegar. For bro. example, eat vinegar. Um, maybe I, uh, I come over to your house uh, after things are better, and it's okay for me to come visit hmm. you. Uh, and uh, for some reason, your lady and I. Uh, are just having a nice conversation, but you perceive it as flirting, mm. uh, and then you uh, start to eat some vinegar. Oh, is it like to get jealous? But like, there we go. Silently, is it like silently jealous? It it doesn't specify, but it's just getting jealous in a relationship. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. mm, gotcha. Yep. Um, it took everything in my power to just be like, just move on. You don't have to try to insult him back. Like I literally, I literally had to like. <laughs> I was like, there's no reason to turn this into an insulting opportunity. Um, my next untranslatable is Romanian, and it's il scotchi din pepini pepini pepeni pepini il scotchi din pepini. Take him out. Of his watermelons, is that like to, uh, like take somebody out of their comfort zone? Uh, no. But and if take you did you take out so- of your watermelons, Jared, is that like to threaten but somebody? Did- <laughs> yeah, but if you did, if you did take, if you did take someone out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. it would it would probably take them out of their watermelons to for them to be put in those uncomfortable situations. If you put someone in an mm-hmm. uncomfortable situation. You would be taking them out of their water, like, like they would. Uh, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, see, that's so a hard way. To, that's a hard way to make that work. <laughs> it's to drive someone nuts. Oh, oh that I didn't makes know sense. how to. I didn't know how to right. n-word rig that sentence <laughs> to uh, properly uh, make that work. Fair enough. Speaking of n-word n-word rigging things, how do you uh, get into the? Uh, how do you get past the Great Firewall? No, that's a segue. No. What is the Great Firewall of China first? Can you just give it a give, yes. give an explainer so, or someone well, that experienced okay. it? So the 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 fast, quick, and easy answer is the Great Firewall in China is basically 
Um, the fact that many Western websites uh, or, or non-Chinese websites are blocked or heavily censored or monitored uh, or surveilled, if, you, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. Um, I think that is a word. Um, but yeah, so basically there are a lot of websites, common social media apps in the West that aren't available in China. So for example, when I was in China, uh, if I tried to check the untranslatable Instagram, I uh, couldn't get through. Um, if I tried to go onto my Facebook account, couldn't get through. If I wanted to watch the newest, hippest song of the pod on the Untranslatable Podcast playlist, uh, song, song of the pod playlist, couldn't do it. Um, hey, because Chad, all that's how about you WhatsApp me while you're uh, over there in China? So that's the weird thing, is WhatsApp occasionally messages will send through, but usually audio messages and photos will not. Interesting. Yeah. So how does that work? So... So okay, so let me ask you this: When you send something on WhatsApp, does it would it take a weirdly long amount of time to send in comparison to just sending it normally here from the U.S. or something? Of course, absolutely. It's so, like it's like 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 oh, why did that take thirty seconds take, to it send? It would take or longer to send. Now I've heard a few different theories on why this is. It's uh, probably software, maybe. That's well, like reading so, it or something? Exactly. So I've heard that certain things in China, it takes longer because the websites are being censored and monitored. Uh, the funny thing was that sometimes there will be websites that work, you know, like when I got there in August, it worked no problem. And then come November, Trello, which is the site we use uh, to help us with the podcast uh, organization, uh, some days it would work, some days it wouldn't work. Uh, now, the easy, the quick and dirty, easy way around the Great Firewall. So, why in, is it mm-hmm. that some work sometimes and sometimes they, they do and don't work? Here's, here's my, how, how here's my theory. I have, I have two different theories on this. Uh, and these are just my own kind of crazy thoughts. These are not right. scientifically, empirically based. Uh, you know, findings, <laughs> these are just my opinions. This is lower than meme news, people. <laughs> this is, this is. Uh, random podcaster who lived in China for, you know, six months. Um, but anyways, so so I think there are two reasons why. Number one, it might be a website that there isn't a lot of traffic in China in general. Like, I can't imagine mm. how many people in China use Trello anyways. And then right. I think as more people start to use it there, then the government realizes it, and then they start to uh, monitor it, which slows it down. Uh, now, the sure. way to get around this, uh, I think the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode was for uh, anyone interested in traveling or working in China in the future, uh, you need to be aware of this. I mean, most people that I know know of these things before they go, but I've heard horror stories of Americans who get to China and didn't know about this beforehand, and then they can't, all the ways they used to communicate with their loved ones and friends and family back in the States or wherever they're from wouldn't work. Right. So mm-hmm. the easy way around this is, but this is where it also gets tricky, is using a virtual private network or a VPN which is just basically some software. You get a, buy a subscription from a different website. There are tons of different companies um, that, that offer VPN services. Um, and the way it works is it takes your IP address, pings it to their servers, which then disguises it. So websites and internet traffic, it looks like you're from you're at a different place. So when yeah, I was like in China... So when I was in China, for example, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down, slow down. You're really getting ahead of yourself, Chad. (laughs) You're just going to, you're really getting, slow down. Um, Do you know when they started, uh, slow down. Do you know when they started regulating the internet, by the way? Do you know when all this started? Uh, I, well, I do, by the way. Good. I'm just, (laughs) good. Well, so from from what I've, from what I've heard, the early 2000s, um, it was a lot more open, um, and then I've heard after I uh, I could be and you know the date, but I thought it was after like two thousand five or two thousand nine. One of those it got stricter. But maybe uh, I'm way off. No, you're right. You're right. So it started. It, it they started. It started in nineteen ninety seven. So you're probably right that it really started getting going in the early two thousands mm-hmm. when internet in general really started getting going. Right. Um, and um, wait. What was the other thing you said? What was the other thing you said? Oh, yes, it did. I don't remember exactly the year, but I did remember reading somewhere that recently, within the past like 10 or 15 years, uh, it's gotten, uh, or excuse me, within the past 10 years or so, it's gotten significantly stricter. Yeah. 
It's gotten that, more shut off from the Western and, world. And uh, so they have like this whole, they have like a, de- a department. Do you know how many people the government employs to do this? They lots. have like 50,000 people yep. to enforce. I think they spend, I think they spend more on uh, monitoring and censoring the internet over there than they do on their military budget. I could be wrong about that, but I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much military scuffle has China gone into recently? You know, you don't hear. China's really smart about that. I have to say they don't get in a lot of war conflicts like the U.S. does. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about. Well, no, I'm not even going to go there. Um, so, yeah, they employ, they employ 50,000 people, which is crazy to mm-hmm. me. I mean, that's like. But that's, that's a like minuscule number like in a, China. That's bigger than like a. That's like the size of like a major company. In- <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's a tiny. That's a tiny number, in my opinion. If you look at how many people live mm-hmm. in China, how many sure. provinces and cities, how many with websites over a people, there are in the world, right, and like, and right. how much activity so is happening. So I think that's actually the- pretty impressive, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Right. But see, that's the crazy thing about the Great Firewall, Jared, is that um, they, from what I've been told, uh, they can throttle the VPNs. What I mean by this, Jared, is um, they can say, all right, well, this week we don't give a shit and we're not going to throttle the VPNs. And then they work fine. I had plenty of weeks where I could connect first try. The wheel on my VPN thing would go, and once it was in the green, it would uh, connect. So, so they but can throttle were, VPNs, mm-hmm. but they don't have the ability to fully block them? Well, that's what I mean by throttle, though, Jared, is they can slow it down to the point where it doesn't work. Hmm. And there were plenty of times where I just straight up couldn't connect. I I had talked to a few friends of mine who had lived in China previously uh, to ask them, well, how many VPNs should I have? Is one good enough? And most of my friends said no. Do not go to China with only one, um, because if that VPN doesn't work, if the servers go down or something, you're you're basically SOL. So I they throttle specific mm-hmm. VPNs. Well, so that's the weird thing is certain VPNs I would it would work for me and certain ones huh. wouldn't. So I had a small VPN that I used in the Czech Republic to watch. This sounds ridiculous, but to watch U.S. sports events, right? So mm. so I couldn't watch any of my college basketball or college football unless I had a US IP address. So I just bought a, a VPN subscription from a company called IP Vanish. It was pretty cheap, had decent reviews. So that's what I used while I was in What's, the Czech Republic. How much does a VPN cost? I don't mean to pry financial. So I have most, no idea how much. Most, most subscriptions are about 100 bucks a year, I think. Okay. The only VP, I've used VPNs a lot, but it's all been work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. it's not, so it, that's a little, a little different. Um, right. A hundred bucks, though, that's not nothing. And so, right. like, like when they say don't have just one, first of all, that's mm-hmm. an investment already. Or it's like, all right, right. I understand, but, like, Couple that's a lot of money. Bucks, yeah. And I, sh- I assume there's, like, a bunch of them, right? There's got to be yep. a bunch. There's tons of them. So There are some free ones. There are some ones that uh, are Korean-based VPNs that I know of that uh, people got when they were in China and their U.S. VPNs weren't working. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of workarounds. And the crazy thing is, too, though, is that... You know, China has built this huge infrastructure around blocking internet traffic and websites and things like this. The funny thing is, though, is that there are so many people who have figured out really good workarounds. Um, you know, like there's a, like Spotify isn't accessible um, in China, but you can buy a Spotify subscription on Taobao. You can buy a U.S. Apple subscription on Taobao, which is uh, tune into a. a an episode from us way back when we talked about uh, apps and stuff in China. Taobao is the so, biggest shopping app over there. So they so so that doesn't but so the government so the government allows that or they just don't can't find it or something. No, well, no. So, he, so I'm not sure how all of it works, Jared. But the interesting thing about uh, at and least what I've essential- experienced. I don't even. This is. So I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep up with all these. Right. <laughs> the, it's it's a lot. Techniques. But the, Right. So the thing is with China that I've at least kind of seen and heard and experienced is that from what from what I know, the government tends to they're they're they'll enforce certain things when they need to. Mm. So it's not like a consistently always doing stuff. Everything is shut down. Right. Of, or everything that that's off limits is just always shut down fully. No, that's not what I mean at all. What I mean is is that uh, there can be stuff going on 
and and they might not enforce rule breaking right. for a while, and then all of a sudden they do. And but sure. then in but then after a couple months they relax things again. So so there are workarounds, is what I'm trying to say. And it's really. Go ahead. Did you know that Winnie the Pooh was temporarily temporarily banned? Yep. Oh yeah, there's uh, been all sorts of stuff that have been banned in China. Winnie the because Pooh because they uh, mm-hmm. some blogger made a uh, made like a Winnie the Pooh and uh, Prime Minister Xi mashup, and they were yep. like, "Oh no, we don't like that." So well, see, just, but that's uh, that's the that's the thing about Chinese culture, Jared. Is you you do not criticize government officials. Um, to be honest, it makes me uncomfortable like a little bit talking. Because that's not really a criticism. That's just more like jo- making fun of them. Joking, right. Um, yeah, and that's that's the thing, though. It's just Chinese culture. You don't do that over there. Whereas here, I think as Americans, it's in our blood to poke fun at our politicians, to make goofy political cartoons, to criticize mm-hmm. our politicians. Uh, and so there were a lot of times when I was in China, Jared, where people would say certain things, and I definitely had to hold my tongue um, for sure. Um, and and the thing the the worst thing about this great firewall of China, I think, is the fact that there's a lot of good information out there that not everyone can easily access in China. So there's educational materials, there's books, there's a lot of different stuff that um, people just don't have access to. Now, some people like scholars and researchers might get special privileges and they might be able to access it. Um, but I know even libraries in China, Jared, like a buddy of mine was telling me, he said, yeah. You know, when when you go back to the states, this was before we we knew there would be a pandemic. But he said, when sure. you go back to the states in the summer, could I give you a list of books and could you bring them back? And I said, sure, no problem. Um, <laughs> Dude, you're gonna get arrested for smuggling books, <laughs> books right? <laughs> um, but yeah, and the thing is, though, you know, I think most websites tend to, um, if they're Western websites, they won't be blocked if there's no kind of if there's no ability to uh for anybody to go in and change stuff so that's why wikipedia is blocked in china because you could very easily go in there and mm-hmm. write a lot of negative things that are untrue uh and so wikipedia is blocked facebook is obviously blocked because you know people are google. google the only thing that's usable over there via google is google translate which was a lifesaver although mm-hmm. i started to use wechat translate even more because it was even better uh, based on my experience Check out our WeChat episode if you're curious more about WeChat because it's oh, yeah. definitely an, the, in my opinion, one of the best apps out there. Um, does it all. But anyway, so so yeah, but I, I kind of had a weird change of perspective, Jared, while I was living over there um, for two reasons. Number one, I think I gained a newfound appreciation for even things like YouTube. You know, I didn't realize how much I cherish and learn from a lot of different YouTubers out there. Um, I mean, a lot of it's music and guitar related and some language related as well. Um, But so, yeah. But the other thing I learned, though, too, is do you have access to podcasts? uh, So so I was able to get my Spotify to work because I have Spotify premium. But I've been told that if you don't have Spotify premium and that's where I could listen to podcasts. um, But those also, for some reason, wouldn't always load. I don't know if it was mm. an internet issue or what, uh, um, or a censorship thing, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I know the Apple Apple Store doesn't really work over there like it works in the states. Like, yeah, you can't find right. podcasts on there. Um, so, f- hmm. so for those of you who go to China, if you don't have a VPN, which you should, but if you don't have a VPN, make sure you have already downloaded stuff you want to listen to. Or does like does like Podbean or something like that work? Like, do those sort of sites work? I think Pod. Sure. I think Podbean worked, if I remember correctly. I th- okay. think it did, because um, they might have access to stuff like right. that. I don't know. Listen, right. I'm just trying to help make sure they can hear us. Ex- That's what exactly, really matters exactly. here. But but yeah. So here's here's the other thing though, Jared, that changed my perspective. Um, I had a really awesome time uh, when I met this uh, Chinese guy. Uh, his English name is um, Alfred, and uh, I met him in Harbin. Uh, shout out to weird Alfred. Choice. Um, it's a weird choice. Weird choice. Maybe maybe somebody gave it to him. I know a lot Batman of fan. I know a lot of people, Chinese people, who Americans or some Westerner gave them a foreign name and they just adopted it. Um, so so, anyways, um, Alfred so was a rude choice. Rude choice. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an okay name, but anyways, uh, that's like a here, butler. All I think of is a butler is when I hear Alfred. <laughs> that's fair. Anyways, uh, so he he was telling me we we had to talk about it, um, and and I said because he lived in the U.S. So I said, well, what's it like? You know, you live in the U.S., you get used to all these things, then you come back to China. And he said, well, 
So to be honest, um, the whole thing about the the Great Wall firewall of China is that yes, a lot of Western sites are blocked, but there are Chinese equivalents to tons of them, and he's a hundred percent right. Uh, I mean, the amount of different Chinese websites that have. Um, you know, kind of like Snapchat filters and stuff like that. There's sure, lots of, of those. Of course. Um, I mean, people that make the technology are familiar with Snapchat and Instagram right. and like they've, right. they've experienced it. And I, and um, like, I don't think, I don't think not having Facebook, at least for Chinese people or not having Instagram doesn't mm-hmm. really matter because right. uh, in general, all of these people's friends are, uh, On are WeChat, within, or within the country. Or Right. And it's like, we have our own social media. So stuff like that. Exactly. I, I mean, obviously it sucks, like, because, you know, there are plenty of people that want to have easy ways to contact people mm-hmm. outside of the country and all that stuff. But sometimes right. I'm like, I'm like, when people say like, oh, Facebook is blocked, how terrible. It's like, yeah, they. I don't like the idea of like blocking people from stuff like that. But it's like, I don't think Chinese people look really look at it as they're on a whole, like, like they're missing out on anything. Right. Because I think... I think maybe here we're just so like focused on our own culture. It's like you guys don't have Instagram. It's like yeah, but we don't. Yeah, believe it or not, we're not not that interested in what Kim Kardashian is doing. Maybe they are. I don't right. know. But, right. But uh, they probably yeah. are. Let's be honest. Well, a- anyways, Jared, you <laughs> mentioned though at the top of the show, I mentioned some some positive things as well. I do think oh, there yeah. are some positive things. Obviously, the the very clear, obvious negative thing here is uh, you don't have access to stuff, especially things if you want to contact friends and family back home. Yes, that sucks. Trust me, I've been there. I have gotten notifications on my phone, literally a message from somebody, and I can't respond to them because my VPN doesn't work. It's the worst feeling in the world. But But, that's weird that you can get it, but you can't respond to it. I know. It's crazy. Uh, But I think it also makes a difference because I got a U.S. Uh, bought cell phone, which is also mm. a whole different conversation. But anyways, okay. so um, the positive thing, though, Jared, is I think you do get to um, expo- get more exposure to the Chinese equivalents of these things. You know, uh, I-, I loved going on Yuku and looking around to see what was on there. Another website mm-hmm. I loved, and humor me, Jared, and Google this for me and see if it will work in the States. It's called Billy dot com. Billy Billy. And I use this website to show videos to my English classes. Um, they use .com over there, not .cn? Uh, depends. Some websites use okay. CN. Yeah, some Billy use Billy com. works, and now I'm being tracked, too. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What is this? It looks like a splattering of It's kind of like Chinese and... YouTube. Oh, there's just a lot of anime on the homepage. Yep. Yep. But yeah, but they have like wow. full episodes iPhone of The reviews. Office on there. They have guitar videos, all sorts of stuff, music videos. Um, so I used, so it's kind of fun and exciting to learn about these Chinese equivalents to Western social media. Now, I will say, I uh, heard a story from my friend who was in Beijing in 2012 or 2013. Um, I'm not going to say her name because uh, she probably will be going back to China at some point um, and work again. Uh, but she was telling me that uh, when she first got there, she had a Weibo account, and she, because she was on a special program, she was not allowed to have a VPN on her phone. Uh, now, I don't know mm. if they checked or w- what that was, but she was not allowed to have one. Um, so she didn't have one. So she said that she was only dependent on Chinese social media. And she said for her it was a great learning experience, a g- really good cultural learning experience. But the interesting thing was she said that whenever she wrote anything negative about her experiences in China, uh, her post would be there. And then the next day she'd check and sometimes it would be gone. Oh, that's uh, creepy. That's yeah. so creepy. Uh-huh. So, oh, I don't like that's a, like a now, children. I don't know. <laughs> now, I don't know if that still She's is a thing. Takes Ambien and just did it. But in, it oh, I but think it could be. Just, um, ghost deleted. But um, I've, I've been I've been told too that even on WeChat, if you write certain messages, we were told by the U.S. Embassy, be very careful what messages you spread on WeChat because it's all sure. it can all be very easily monitored. I saw somewhere that um, d- now when you were on WeChat, did you ever stumble upon like blatant pro-government, pro-China uh, uh, posts or anything like that? I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm like 99.9% sure. I can't verify because I can't read Chinese well, characters. Oh, that's a good point. But, but you see pictures I, I'm and stuff. sure. I'm sure. Well, I you mean, probably did because um, there there's an uh, probably part of the 50,000 people Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an army of so or, or or they get paid or something. I don't know. There's an army of social media influencers mm-hmm. who, uh, by one estimate, post 500 million 
pro-government comments a year. So people are so they like employ people to specifically put out well, pro-government it's, stuff. It's funny you say that, Jared, because I got I got text messages every day from China. I think I had Chinese every Unicom. day. Every day I got a news update. Um, and a few days I translated it, and then once I started to realize, I recognized which characters were like the the alert for the news. I just wouldn't read those anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, because I would translate those into my Google Translate just to see what it was about. And a lot of times it was like pro-China, like, you know, blah, 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 at this province did this great thing today and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, yeah. So so it's interesting. Now, the crazy... I will say this, uh-huh. though. I, I, just one more positive thing about it, though. Mm-hmm. I have a positive thing, too. I feel like... Um, it has to be great for the local economy because it forces them mm-hmm. to have essentially their own tech industry. That They're is not a reliant really good thing. on yeah. the U.S. tech industry. They're not reliant on U.S. apps at all, mm-hmm. really. Right. Uh, and so it, so it is good for the economy, you know. They, all, all the money and all the business happening on the apps is, are happening on Chinese apps through Chinese companies. And right. I think I it guess is that's smart. good for them. Yeah, business-wise, it's definitely smart. I will also say this, though, too, Jared. I have never in my life spent so little time on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, so I think that's really, really great. Uh, and now just an interesting thing that I experienced, and I've talked to other expats in China that have experienced this as well, Jared, um, is that around big holidays... It seems that uh, the Chinese, uh, what is it called? Chinese Administration of Cyberspace, CAC, um, they tend to uh, block or throttle VPNs even more during national holidays. Mm. Uh, There was like three or four days. Mm -hmm. I bet you it also has something to do with the fact that that's probably also a time where they pump out more of the... Could be, yeah. ...propaganda, for lack of a better word. Very, very well could be, Yeah. Um, I have a question. When you were mm-hmm. to uh, maybe just on accident without thinking or something, attempt to go to a um, a site that that's blocked, a ch- like mm-hmm. a Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. what sort of messaging would you get? Would it just say like site doesn't exist get, or and, cannot? Yeah, it cannot be infinitely reached or whatever. It just oh, okay, okay, yep. okay. Yep. And then connect. you mentioned uh, uh, with one of your friends or something. You mentioned mm-hmm. that she had a VPN on her phone. Yep. How does that work? So if say if you bought a v- so if you had a mm-hmm. VPN that you bought, could you yep. use it on both your phone and your computer, or yep. do you have to buy two uh, separate usually, phone? One no, separate, no, no. Usually, it's like an usually, account kind of thing. Usually, the VPNs have like up to five devices where you can. Okay. So the way it works, so you, is you, could, you, so you download use it on the your app. phone, for example. Yeah. So you okay. download the app and then you um, you log in with your login info and you're good to go. Sure. And then you choose sure. the server. Now, fun fact, Jared, when I was in China, the servers that worked best for me were servers in California, servers in South Korea, uh, Japan, and oddly enough, Nuremberg, Germany. Uh, those were hmm. the servers. Other servers wouldn't work. Like if I would try Chicago, it wouldn't work. It had to be like on the on the West Coast, which makes sense, I guess, because it's probably the distance. Um, now, Jared, you may be also wondering though, what kind of stuff gets blocked? You know, we've mentioned Facebook, Instagram, a lot of the Western social media, but you know, the Great Firewall of China is used also as a political tool. And I want to mention this because mm. I want our listeners, especially any of those who do. Uh, want to visit China or work in China because I do think it's a great place. I highly recommend living there and working there. I'd love to go back uh, when things uh, get a little bit back to an semblance of normal. Um, but there are some things that definitely get blocked for sure. Um, the the big I, now I think about guesses? I imagine. Do you have some guesses? What are uh, oh, your yes, guesses, Yes, I would Jared? love to make guesses. I imagine CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, like American news, I imagine, yes. gets blocked. Yes. That would... Sure. Yeah. Uh, I imagine um, Amer- or uh, not even just America. Now that Do I you think know about what the BBC, three T's are, Jared? Guardian. The three T's. Three no. T's, chart. Taiwan, Tibet, uh, and Tiananmen Square. So yeah, any, anything that's pro-Taiwan as pro-Taiwan what as a Hong country, Kong? also that's blocked. Mm-hmm. And the three that's, T's and the H. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And Hong Kong, it's gotten even more so, I think, monitored and censored and blocked well, because, because there's of all what's the protests going on. and stuff mm-hmm. now, yeah. Uh, also Tibet, uh, because China views these places as parts of China. Mainland China views Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Tibet as a mm. part of China. Then, okay. Uh, those that. places, uh, what? I didn't know that mm-hmm. yep. about Tibet. Yeah. I knew and that about so, Taiwan. So 1989, Tiananmen Square protests. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, anything that's remotely pornographic or obscene. Uh, I actually heard sure. a story about expats who shared pornography in a WeChat group and they were uh, deported out of the country. Um, when Damn. you uh, say anything negative about the government, uh, anything pro-democracy in terms of like a Western democracy, uh, uh, anything related to the Hong Kong there. protests, anything anti-CCP, which is the China Communist Party. Um, so yes. Um, so... So yeah, uh, and and I mean, I, w- mm-hmm. I I wonder if also like um like bank banking websites from ver- from different countries. I mean, I would my imagine. banking bank websites America, worked fine. Chase. Oh Mine really? Worked fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But see, I, I okay. have I don't have either of those. I don't have Bank of America or Chase. Um, but yeah. But as you mentioned, though, Jared, um, although there is a, a control aspect, uh, social control, especially from the Great Firewall. It is a way to protect trade a little bit, uh, and China has grown their internet industry, you know, tenfold, more than tenfold. With uh, Tencent, which uh, we've talked about a little bit, it's a huge uh, multi, uh, or sorry, not multinational. It is a huge, or yeah, multinational conglomerate holding company. Uh, Alibaba and Baidu. Baidu is kind of like the Chinese version of Google. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think. Uh, I think it's great. Now, now we've mentioned VPNs, which is one way to do it. Another way you can get around the Great Firewall would be using proxy servers. Um, so you use an open proxy uh, without using, uh, uh, or sorry, also with using an encrypted tunnel um, to do that. Now, from my experience, a VPN to me seems the easiest to uh, use and the most commonly used. Um, so, yeah. Chad, while you were in China mm-hmm. and allegedly using said VPNs to access mm-hmm. various uh, American websites. Mm-hmm. Um, did you or allegedly or people you knew have any uh, fear of getting of getting caught or what would happen if got if you got caught for using VPNs? Was is that something that happens? So you from, be afraid of that? From, from from what I've been told, um, the worst case scenario is they might uh, ask to see your phone, and then you have to delete the app on your phone. Um, I'm not. How would they ask to see it? They would. I. That's the thing. Because how are you to delete yeah. it? How are they asking you? Then how are you deleting it before they see it? Well, once hmm. I'm not really sure. Uh, I I really Let's hope it doesn't I, come I wasn't that. I wasn't worried because I mean there are just so many people that use VPNs. I know so many of my sure. Chinese colleagues used VPNs. A lot of businesses have to use VPNs if you want to have if you have any Gmail account, it's not going to work. Oh, yeah. I had to get an Outlook account when I went there just because oh, we yeah. were told we were told do not use Gmail because it's not going to work and it won't. Same with hmm. I used to have all my stuff, all my teaching materials on Google Drive because it's easy to share, easy to download, easy to edit. All all of that good stuff had to stop doing that because Google Drive wasn't always accessible. Um, so I yeah. assume they off they offer some level of workaround or, or the government does or leeway mm-hmm. for these international companies because it's like I, yeah I didn't even think about the fact that these people you can't block everyone because you have right. international companies and a lot right. of giant companies around the world get most of their parts and stuff from or just do production from from china so you do need to be able to have you know afford some leeway so i understand why right on any sort of level that idea of just a full sort of blocking of everything now maybe you can do that with something like facebook for example right like you you can't just do a full block of everything because there's so many different factors and stuff to take into account it's like you can't fully just block Mm -hmm. everything that doesn't really work right so yeah to to kind of recap the main segment unless you have any other questions jared um, no no. Um, oh, I, I have mean, one yeah. question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think it works? Do you think this whole idea of the fire, Great Firewall of China works, you at know, least for what they are trying to do? Um, I think I'm going to give it like a, a yes and a no. I think face value, 100% it works for sure. Um, but I think I think the bigger question to ask here, Jared, is... Um, to what end, does it, I feel do, like. Yeah, and and is it really blocking the things that you want your people to not be able to access? Because I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of good out there that they aren't able to see as well because it's blocked. Um, and I think it is yeah. worth mentioning that China does have by far the largest and most sophisticated online uh, censorship operation. Yep. By far. Mm-hmm. Um, no questions asked. Um, I, saw, I, saw, I saw many lists, and all of them put China at the top. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
for sure. Um, I do think it's great, though, that China does have all the really awesome uh, different Chinese social media apps and, and you know, different right. stuff you can They're access. They're not lacking. Right. Anything we have here, they have an equivalent right. to. Exactly. Um, but I think that uh, in terms of academics, medicine, other things like that, um, like I said, there are, I think some universities and some researchers, they get kind of special privileges. But, you know, it's too bad that it has to come to that. I wonder how sustainable it is. Or it's like, it's like, you, like, I just, I just don't understand how, how like, how, 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 how this can just go on, uh, like, infinitely uh, of just doing this, just war against websites and constantly tracking and figuring. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I, I don't understand how it's sustainable, you know? Well, I think it's, um, I think it's in terms of the, the party, I think they view it as something that's worth, it's a worthwhile sure. investment. Well, so I actually, think in that regard, it is sustainable. We can finish it with this. Mm -hmm. So they have. I saw somewhere that they have sort of this um, uh, uh, a guy named Deng Deng Xiong Xiaoping mm -hmm. said said this quote in the early '80s, and this is sort of what what spurred on this movement later. Right. If you open the window, both fresh air and flies will be blown in. Uh, it's considered to be sort of the political ideology that based that they base this whole Great Firewall of China thing off of, mm -hmm. where it's like. It's like we're we're protect we're it's like in sense it's like we're protecting you. It's like yeah, there's nice stuff out there, but mm -hmm. uh, there's way more. You're you're going to be affected. Way more BS that's going to be blown in. I feel like is what they're getting at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would agree. Um, and I think not that I agree with that, but that's I, what they say. Right. I I would say as well. I think there are a lot of people in China who just don't care. Um, because they they don't need yeah. this Western stuff, um, and they I have, think that's yeah. what's that's, yeah, I think like that's I what's they... difficult for a lot of us is we get over there. Mm -hmm. And I think the one one golden nugget of advice I would give our listeners today, um, that's kind of common sense, but I think it's still worth mentioning, is that when you're in a different country, you just have to live by the way that they live over there. You know, um, what I mean by that is. You know, know what you're getting yourself into. I knew there would be days when I wouldn't be able to access a lot of my stuff. Uh, and for some people, if if you can't live with that, just don't go. You know, but for me, mm -hmm. I, I think it's well worth experiencing the culture. I loved China. I would love to go back. Um, it's an amazing country. Uh, wonderful people that I worked with. Um, yes, the internet and things being blocked is frustrating, but it also forces you to become a little bit more creative um, and also also explore some of these Chinese sites, which is pretty cool. You can yeah. come come across some really cool stuff as well. Um, yeah, in so, a weird yeah. way, it's good for someone like you mm -hmm. because it forces you to a more immerse in the culture more. Just because it's like it's just easier for me to exactly. scroll through Billy Billy than get up in a VPN and see if I can get a YouTube and right. wait for it to buffer and shit. Oh, that's the worst. Trying to watch an episode on Netflix over there, forget it. Uh, yeah, forget oh, I can it. imagine. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but anyways, Jared. Uh, if you do have access to YouTube, check out our Song yes. of the Pod playlist and our, especially our Song of the Pod this week, you which betcha. is called Saudade by a Finnish lo-fi artist called mm. Kupla. And I thought this was just untranslatable when I saw the, the name of the song and then when I learned more about the artist because uh, the song is Portuguese, the title is Portuguese, uh, which, which is like a Portuguese term for like longing or missing or yearning for oh. someone or something. Uh, and the artist is Finnish. Uh, and I don't know why, Jared, but I randomly had like a lo-fi suggestion come up in my Spotify the other day. And I've been listening to lo-fi music now before bed, and it's just fantastic. I love it. Interesting. Yeah. Do you put it on like a uh, like a sleep timer or something? No, no, no. Or I just, just, I just like listen to it like 20, 30 minutes bed. before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Just mm. puts me in a chill, chill mood. Uh, and this song is really something There's else. There's no words, too, mm -hmm. so that's kinda, that kind of helps, too. Yep. You know, I wrote down on my note, in my notes about the only thing I wrote in my notes about this song is some real laid back vibes. Oh, for this is sure, definitely a laid back vibes uh, song. Oh, one hundred percent, without a doubt. Um, yeah, it's it's got I think just the yeah the the way it's the ornamentation is of the instruments. Uh, it'll really put you in a good mood, and it's absolutely fantastic. You betcha. Uh, so yeah. Well, now it's time. It's time for my foreign word of the pod today, Jared. And my foreign word is uh, Russian, and it is dostup, and dostup means access uh, or hmm. lack thereof. Uh, I think the tricky <laughs> thing about the Great Firewall of China is knowing what you can and cannot access. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you most Western social media, you're not going to be able to access anything Google related. Good luck. Uh, probably will not work. Um, there are Chinese equivalents. Uh, Baidu Maps is really good. And I would say if you uh, are with someone who can read, write, or speak uh, Chinese, use Baidu instead because it's updated more frequently when you're in China. So it's so more it's arguably accurate, better. It's better. If you can exactly. Speak Chinese. Exactly. Um, and but that's the cool thing about being to ac- able to access, uh, well, I guess being forced to access uh, <laughs> the Chinese equivalents of Western social media is you can you can learn more about the culture, uh, maybe learn how to read some characters and stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah, it. But I will say this: be prepared if you're going to China. It gets very frustrating, uh, especially those times you can feel some serious disconnect when you can't contact your friends and family. I would say for those loved ones who you uh, really want to stay in contact with, make sure you have either an email account that's not Gmail, uh, or if, if you do have an iPhone, iMessage would still work, or uh, WeChat. Uh, my parents WeChat. both downloaded WeChat before I left, uh, and that's how we communicated and I once tried in a while. And I messed it up, and yep. I couldn't get, get into it. So you're telling me that if you don't have iMessage, mm-hmm. uh, really the only reliable way to chat like chat as in like you know instantaneously not mm-hmm. email is mm-hmm. wechat there's no option yeah i think it's just wechat wow i think i figure if they if, have to be if you don't have a vpn if you don't have a vpn so you're sure, not but accessing it, but that's annoying you know is you don't want to do that if you're just right putting your phone down and and right. messaging someone occasionally yeah I, i'm trying to think of another way and uh it, it that would really be is email. A, by the way uh-huh. That's a huge plus sign, or like a huge selling point for iPhones in general. Yeah, is how convenient yeah. that makes iMessage already. That's true. I mean, all my family has iPhones, and it definitely has made my life easier as I've traveled, um, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I, I mean, guess I think about iPhone. getting an iPhone before you go to China. If you, <laughs> I never thought twice about how we communicate because you're just like, yeah, you have an iMessage, you have iPhone, it'll be fine. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. But yeah, so so keep that in mind if you plan on visiting or working in China. Highly Skype recommend works. working there. Uh, what? Skype works. Skype does work. That's a good point. Skype works, and Skype works fine. Um, so you so theoretically you like the Skype app and anything, message like that. Anything Microsoft works fine in China. Uh, anything okay. Microsoft, oh, Skype, yeah. Microsoft on Skype? I don't know that. Yep, yep. Anything Microsoft okay. will work. So keep that in mind, people. We hope this has been a helpful episode for you in case you're curious about the Great Firewall of China. You betcha. If you want to know more about my experiences with it uh, and the frustrations... And the positives, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, uh, to send us some untranslatables. Or uh, if you want to give us any topics you'd like us to discuss. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Diakuyame, muchas gracias, shishu, and dosvidaniya. (laughs) 